Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I am your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined as I often am on Mondays by my husband and sometimes friend and co-host of the day. I was scolded for saying lover. <laughs> I don't know that I would call that a scolding. Well, I was on the receiving end. I think I know what it felt like. <laughs> Kyle, I didn't say your name. I do have a name. Yeah. I'm if you s- say it three times, you own me or something. I'm pretty sure. That that, yeah. Something to that's, do. That's... No, you have to give me a sock. Which is <laughs> no. a real feat around here. You guys steal all the bombas. I know. It's true. Everyone loves the bombas. Oh, let's buy dad some bombas. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Then you never kidding. see them again. Yeah. Everyone does love the Bombas. Um, no, if you give the house elf a sock, then they have their freedom. Oh, okay. Please. So that's why you won't give me any socks. That's what. That's exactly right. Okay. I'm sad to say you figured it out. Now Dang you're going to try to talk one of the kids into getting yeah. you a sock. Yeah. <laughs> so you like those Legos, huh? You want to trade? <laughs> I can I can dupe a child. You can. I'm fairly confident. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. On Mondays, we love to get together and talk about oil wrestling. That's coming up in this episode. Yes, I, it is. I did sneak a peek at the notes oh. for the news later, just because I had to. I had to look at them while I was putting them into the news, mm. the notes document. Yeah. But yeah, stay tuned for oil wrestling? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Um, Exclamation point! <laughs> before we do news, uh, we'll talk through some. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Whirl. Yes, whirl. You have to say it fast or it doesn't count. Yeah. Items of note, yeah. both from us and from the awesomes. As always, our awesome community, particularly our awesome hangout on Facebook, has a ton of great suggestions for everybody to share together. And that's what we're going to do. We've been a little quiet on the sort of awesome front couple of team members, including myself, have had some all kinds of family situations going on in the offline world, but I think we're ready to be back in full swing this week. I know I am. I've been enjoying the jumper with pockets. (laughs) That's literally what I'm wearing right now. I know. It's my favorite thing. Now, the real question is, do I enjoy you wearing it? I don't know. Or do I enjoy me wearing it? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a whole docket full 
of notes on things that are awesome. I like to say docket. It feels very official. Or is it French? Is it douche? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely have appreciated the help of the awesomes who have been weighing in on our misunderstandings and mispronunciations of words. Yeah. Sometimes people got to be pulled aside and like, I don't want you to embarrass yourself by saying things this way. I'm of the mind though, that if I know it's wrong and it's embarrassing to someone else, I'll do that to keep their attention focused there. So they don't see the real cachet of embarrassment (laughs) that lies elsewhere. (laughs) Okay. All right. Watch. We're continuing to watch Lucifer. Oh, by the way. It's finally maybe going to get better. It got a little difficult to wade through. I have been misspeaking. Lucifer, this, and Austin pointed this out to me, Lucifer was not a WB show. It was on Fox. It was like on one of the bigger networks. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Same crap, different rapper. (laughs) We did finally make it to season four where Netflix took up the production of it. Yeah, we're hopeful. Yep. Um, I am so excited. Speaking of Netflix. I, I know I'm I'm messing up the levels on the microphone because I'm really yelling about this, but truly I'm so excited. On Netflix this week, we get season two of a show called Never Have I Ever. This is a show that came out last summer. It's Mindy Kaling is one of the showrunners. You know her from The Office, Kelly yeah, yeah. Kapoor on The Office, um, various other projects like The Mindy Project. Um She put together this show with her writing partner. It's fantastic. It chronicles the life of an Indian American, first generation Indian American teenage girl. AJ and I watched this last summer. I think we watched it straight through twice. We loved season one of it so much. This was in peak pandemic time Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. the first season came out. I remember you watching that. I think I even helped facilitate that. Yes. Yeah. So season two comes out this week. So is just as a as an aside, okay. Is is Mindy first generation? She is, although okay. I believe her parents um immigrated to Canada. I could be wrong. I'm eh. sure people will let me know. But yes, she is a first generation. It's just born like in- a more polite version of America, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um more, so yeah. More pristine countryside, less less bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of things, yeah. Um yeah, so so Mindy Kaling, of course, it's you know there's a lot that she puts into this again as the showrunner of the show, one of the creators, one of the main writers on it. Um, it's it's fantastic. I love it so much. So I'm so excited. Season two. Nice. Um, this is interesting. There's a Netflix original movie mm-hmm. dropping this week. It's called Gunpowder Milkshake. Okay. It stars Lena um, Hetty, who you know as Cersei Lannister. Okay. From Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she plays a woman who's a professional assassin, a hit woman, if you will. Mm-hmm. And she had to abandon her own daughter, whose name is Sam, who's played by actress Karen Gillian or Gillen. Um, and she had to go on the run. Now, interestingly, Sam actually grows up to also be a cold-blooded hit woman. Oh, I'm not reading the notes, but can I guess the plot? Well, they what end happens, up with a contract think? on each other or one of them on the other? Well, I don't know about that part. I do know that they do have to kind of join forces in an in a a rampage if you will of revenge. Oh, I love a rampage. <laughs> you love a rampage. Um, it's a heart-stopping action movie, Netflix original Gunpowder Milkshake comes out this week on Netflix. So, we'll have to check that out. One that we probably won't be watching, but some of the awesomes might like to know is that also this week on Netflix, 
all of the Twilight movies. The whole every, Twilight verse. The whole Twilight verse, every single movie from Twilight the original all the way through Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, all of them drop on Netflix this week for your viewing pleasure. I don't think I could even watch that and maintain any sense of manliness about myself. Well, you know, it is a vampire story. Yeah. At its heart, right? But they're not... It's a love story, I guess, at its heart. They're not really good vampires. (laughs) They sparkle. Yeah. (laughs) I do love... My love of the vampire legend and lore is long documented Mm -hmm. on this show and in our actual life. I've never read, nor have I ever seen a Twilight. Do you find that unusual or... It's understandable in the bigger. It's understandable. I have seen half of one. Okay, the movie. I'm guessing one of them. Yeah, Since you don't see the, a book. Yeah, I don't. Well, you can't. <laughs> you should see a book, and that's no slam against people that are visually impaired. Right. Um, they see with their fingers or their ears or different things. Right. Yeah. Because you could listen to the book or Absolutely. feel braille and do things anyway. Yeah. Um, now I was. I was. I don't even know where I was because we haven't had cable television in our home where random things would be on TV, like in ages. Yeah. Um, but I was watching and there was a movie on when I came in the room and I, I think I sat there for like 30 minutes and I said some very ugly things about it. Didn't like it. And okay. finally got bold enough to find the remote and see what it was. Yes. And, it was and that's not, that's not too, uh, smirch anyone's sense of taste and what they like. I'm not saying don't like it. I'm saying I don't. Well, here's the thing. The original Twilight movie came out in 2008. So it's very possible this was in our cable days that this could have happened. All right. So that's Netflix. One more thing of note on Netflix. Netflix has put together this um, series of um, horror movies, but they're like the kind of like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like a, it's like a, Hmm. homage, I guess you could okay. say, to the the horror movies of our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Fear Street. So Fear Street Part 3, 1666, drops on Netflix this week as well okay. if you're watching the Fear Street series of movies. Okay, so they're movies, but they're releasing them in a series. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Within the last two weeks' time, yeah. Um, John Kyle, who's one of our eight-year-old twins – approached me in the kitchen and was desperately wanting to watch the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I was like, no freaking way, man. Yeah. You kids aren't made of nearly the tough stuff we were. I mean, we watched that while we were teething, but we're tougher humans than them. (laughs) I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or any iteration of it. It's not for me. I mean, he's afraid. What was it he was afraid to watch the other day for nightmares? Um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And he wants to see Freddy? (laughs) Just the movie poster alone, and he'd probably fill a pair of underpants. Yeah, they're very into, they think. Yeah. They're into horror movies, but yeah, they're not quite ready for any of that. No. For sure. I'm still not, and I'm 44. I never enjoyed them. I watched them. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Uh, my sister Emily loves horror movies. Like mm-hmm. that's totally her jam. I ha- I I don't like any of that stuff. Now switching gears entirely and switching streaming platforms. Oh no! Coming out on Hulu this week is the release of a movie that actually came out in theaters in February of this year. It's called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Is that in Florida? It is. 
Is yes. that where the old people live? I'm sure that some technically they live, live everywhere yes. in Florida, <laughs> or, and also on this planet. But I feel like that's—I don't know. I'm probably completely remembering something different, but I feel like there's a famous like condo neighborhood. Ah, uh, uh, okay. some some fanciful name. Sure, like sure, this. sure, sure. Yes. Well, this is a comedy that is written by Kristen Wiig and her longtime comedic writing partner Annie Mumolo. They wrote together Bridesmaids, the movie you may remember that came out a number mm-hmm. of years ago. So they have teamed up again to bring us Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star are two women who are best friends. They do everything together, um, everything. And they end up, they work for a furniture store in this small town in Nebraska. And they decide, you know what? So we were unemployed. We don't have our job to go to anymore. We should go on vacation together. Do they call it vacation or do they call it vacay? I think they call it vacay. How did you know that? Because I'm Did you did you watch this no, already? No, but that sounds that just sounds like it feels right. the the language system that would be used. Okay. Well, they dare to try something new. They they travel to what they believe to be exotic, Vista Del Mar, Florida. They while there, they you know, find themselves caught up in this plot of a villain of Austin Powers level of villain. Okay. So, um, it's an eccentric villain. He, the villain has this plot to take out all of Vista Del Mar. She is a naturally pale person and always got made fun of growing Uh, up because she's pale and can't go in the sun and she lives in Florida. So now as a grown up villainess, yeah, she has to enact her revenge. It's another revenge rampage. The joy you didn't get to have. And so hijinks ensue. So that came out on Hulu, uh, I, or it comes out this week. Okay. Anyway, watch yeah, for yeah. that on Hulu. Finally, another watch on HBO Max and in theaters. Our twins have been waiting for this day. Space Jam Two. I thought we've already been past. No, because here's what happened. Here's what happened in our family. Mac loves Mac. The, our other eight-year-old twin mm-hmm. loves to watch trailer compilations on youtube yeah he does it's it's like the worst ever yeah he just will watch trailers over and over and over well he got it in his mind that space jam 2 was coming out on june 16th oh now you can imagine his heartache his devastation mm-hmm. when on june 16th he his woke chagrin. up chagrin yes it was like chagrin to the maximum he woke up we were, we went to HBO Max to watch Space Jam 2. It wasn't there. We did a little side goog, figured out it wasn't June 16th. It's July 16th. Gotcha. He's been waiting with bated breath all this time for Space Jam 2. Did they watch Space Jam 1? Yes, they did. Did they? They did. Okay. It's on Netflix, okay. I believe. They think it's I hilarious. I you could play one again and tell them it was two. <laughs> Save a little cash. Anyway, on July 16th, streaming on HBO Max, and also, you can go to the theater and watch it if theaters are open near you. Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, comes out. Okay. So, reading-wise, I'm getting ready to read a lot. Off the script here? So, you want me to stop talking and interrupting you? <laughs> yes. I feel like that's our thing, though. <laughs> I am Interruptus Maximus. That's a Transformer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that feels all right. That feels all right. Um. Tomorrow, arriving on our doorstep via Amazon, is the third and final book in a series by Rainbow Rowell, 
probably like top three favorite authors of my life. Really? Yes. Why wow. would you be so surprised? Remember when I went over to Weatherford to see her in person? And it was like, this is one of the best days wow. of my life besides our wedding day and birth mm. of our children. Full disclosure, one, I, I love that. Those things were brought up in the aftermath. Oh yeah, that other. I stuff I mean, those I'm are at the top. Like. Those are at the top. Well, yeah, then, I mean, they're at the they're in the top. Like they're at the top. They're above the bottom ten percent. But then meeting Rainbow Rowell in person yeah. is like. Well, I remember way up there. you going over there. Okay. I had no clue because names and things. I would never have guessed that's who it was to see. Yeah. Well, she has a very memorable name. To be fair. Well. <laughs> Except that when I read it, because I'm not good with names, yeah. I was like, is this J.K. Rowling's daughter? No, that's a different name. It's I had to go name. through a whole mental terribleness. Okay, well, there is a series of, um, mm, mm, let's say, magical realism slash fantasy young adult books that she has written. This is funny. You said young adult. I was getting ready to ask if it was of the genre NYA, not young adults, <laughs> which is basically for young adults, but written in a way that not young adults could buy it without feeling embarrassed. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, the third installment uh, in the Simon Snow series comes out. Oh, it's already came out. It came Simon out Snow? Yep. What did you say? Yes, Simon Snow. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to hear. I'm old. And I have I have hair that grows in my ears now, and I can't hear anything. Clean them out, sir. <laughs> you and Nico need to go up to the bathroom and clean out your earwax. That dude makes some earwax. Yeah, he does, and it's real bad right now. Anyway, Simon Snow is the main character in this series, okay? okay. And so the third and final book came out actually last week in the midst of all of the family crisis and ongoing... Our family. Yeah. Not... Somebody in the story's no. family. No, our family. Our crisis. family. Yeah. Yes. We had one. We did. And in the midst of all of the fallout from that, I totally missed the release date on this book that I've been waiting for for a long time. Um, anyway, I got it ordered. It will be here tomorrow. Nice. It's called Anyway the Wind Blows, by the way. And I cannot wait to dig into it. Although I'm kind of, it's like that bittersweet feeling when you know it's going to be the last in a series. Yeah. Like I don't want it to be the end. I know a lot of people are rereading from the beginning, this first book, Carry On, to like kind of extend the experience a little bit before they read the last book. Right. Well, let me ask you, and this is a real question. I'm okay. not being I'm not being a, a jerk here. Okay. Um, there is this whole very real thing in the world called fan fiction. Yeah. Is this something that you're so enthralled by interested in all of that, that knowing that there's not more stuff coming in this series that you would go look up some of the fanfic. Oh, on. I already, I oh, you already did. You already, did. I already have. Okay. Unfortunately, because the Simon snow universe is not quite as popular for anyone wondering, this is John snow's cousin from <laughs> game of Thrones. He's equally sexy, less, less stabby. He doesn't kill people. Mm, I know. As frequently. Yeah. Okay. As frequently. <laughs> yeah. I made all that up. Uh, that is all made up. Yes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the fanfic. Um, they're not collection. Good. They're not good fans. Yeah. I mean, they're great okay. fans. The writing is not as fulfilling as some other okay. fanfic. Well, take the walk with me. Collections out there. I personally. I personally know a pretty amazing author mm -hmm. who has 
more or less lived in chosen writer's block <laughs> for beyond a decade. How dare you? Um, maybe you need to write some fanfic. A, I don't write fiction. B, you uh, want to do it. Nobody that's listening can see the look in your eye. You want to do it so bad. I actually you're like barely able to keep it. your jumper with pockets on. You're just, yes, I want to do that. Do I, it. Don't, I couldn't write fan fiction yes, you can. for yes, characters created by one of my can. favorite authors. Yeah, I just can. can't. I can't do yes, that. you can. It's an homage. It's a, it's a mm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay. I will wear you out on this. Okay. We're going to do it. Okay. Even if it's just a haiku. <laughs> I could probably manage a haiku. All right. I'm sorry. I continue. I'm not sorry, really. But <laughs> sorry, I, I have continued to interrupt, but I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy the conversation. I also enjoy the fact that Minnie and Awesome chimed in with some reading recommendations. Here are some of the highlights. Sarah with an H, Sarah K. Sarah with an H, but also a K. Yes, Sarah K. Not in the Sarah. Yeah. You have to be clear on this. People <laughs> will ponder this for days. How in the hell do you spell Sarah with a K? Is it Shakira? Silent did you mispronounce K. Shakira? <laughs> yes, I, did. I did mispronounce. No, Sarah K, and that's Sarah with an H. Um, she, guess what, read Project Hail Mary on audio and then said she, it was so yeah, great. It is. She didn't read it um, for the record. I mean, listening is reading. Um, is you, she. Mm-mm. What to step outside? <laughs> hey, you want to roll? That's a whole story I could tell. You want to roll? If you'd never heard that before, what would you think somebody was offering you a dinner roll, but they were very angry about it? In some parts of the country, that means fight. I'll tell you the story later. Okay. I did not, in fact, want to roll in that instance. Okay. All right. Well, Sarah said that Project Hail Mary on audio, so great. She said she finished it last week and then finally listened to episode 310. That's the one I did with Katie Proctor talking about books. She said hearing Meg Teets describe it during the episode Almost made me tear up. I loved it that much. Hey, me too. And I'm not kidding. Me too. It was an incredible, incredible listen. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Uh, My dear friend Grace said that she absolutely loved the book, The 10,000 Doors of January. Now, this is a September 2019 release, so it's recent, but it's not like just dropped um, kind of book release. It's by Alex E. Harrow. It's in the gray zone where you can probably still get it from Amazon. You can probably still find it, maybe find it rather at half price books, but it's a gamble. It's in the gray zone. It's perfectly acceptable. You got to spend some time hanging out at the half price books with our oldest last week and and her friends. I never told you the adventures of that. I'll save that for later too. Okay. Well, I haven't been there in years, but Truly, it's not as cool as you remembered. This is a book. I looked this up so I could get this in the notes for today. The cover art on this book is gorgeous. Like even if you don't normally buy hardcover books, this would be one if you wanted to show off a pretty book on your bookshelf, on your desk, on your nightstand. This book is gorgeous. But Grace said it's beautiful. It's poetic. It's inspiring. She said, I love the main character. The plot was pretty tight, moved quickly. Five stars from me. I looked, it's like a fantasy adventure coming of age. There is a love story. All reviewers talking about how beautiful the writing from Alex E. Haro is on this. So that was from my friend Grace, The 10,000 Doors of January. Nice. Awesome. Jillian said she just finished Kristen Hanna's new book, The Four Winds. 
She said, OMG, I am now obsessed with the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. This one is going to stay with me for a while. It was so good. Kristen Hanna is a prolific historical fiction writer. Yeah, yeah. Historical fiction is not my thing. I've never read any Kristen Hanna, but I know people who love historical fiction really, really, really love Kristen well, Hanna books. I would. I can I argue with you? Is that allowed, ma'am? Certainly, ma'am. I may don't I? Think ma'am. I can stop you. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you love historical fiction. You just haven't historically enjoyed reading it. Allow me to give you an example. You had two incredible grandparents. Yeah. I myself had. I would. I don't know. Um, my my grandpa Jim was incredible in terms of what he experienced, mm-hmm. and you and I both would gladly, were it still a possibility, sit at the feet of those two. Um, here's the problem. I was going to say patriarchs, matriarchs, but then there's mixed, so it's, they're just arcs. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. In any event, we would both gladly sit at their feet or at the table with them. It's a little weird to be at their feet when they're at the table. And we would listen to them tell stories of their life experiences. So it wasn't so much fiction other than the fact that most old people lie a lot, a lot more than you'd like to admit. Oh, they're so sweet. They're liars. It happens. But well, I like the to, stories. I like which, to think it's embellished. Okay. Yeah. The stories from people that experienced when you, when you move past the laborious text of a true history book and you're you're experiencing someone's diary entries their mm-hmm. life story their whatever it is from the perspective they experienced it that is amazing and especially to me from that era because I did have again my grandpa Jim yeah wow the stories yeah. that he told and then to see as well manifested in his life the behaviors that right. were natural to him because of the influence of that. Yeah, yeah. And we live in a part of the country where truly like our grandparents' generation, the Dust Bowl was like a very real yeah, it was. thing that was experienced. There's lots of stories to listen to and, and hang on to from that. They so. would laugh at covid for what that experience was for them. In terms of like the impact on yeah. our society. The devastation of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was the four <clears throat> wins by Kristen Hanna. And then, you know, I always like to spotlight when one of our awesome community members actually publishes a book because we want to celebrate all of our awesome authors. So awesome. Anna Shane static wrote and, and published and this just dropped this month. Um, a book called Called by Name, a memoir. And so that is out in the world now. I will link that in the show notes as I link a lot of these things. Is it about her experience of the Great Depression? No, it's not historical fiction. And she was not alive during the. Okay. Just thought I'd check. Stuff. It would have been a nice segue if it had been. No, emphasis on it's a memoir. So, well, yes. Memoirs can be from your remembrance of mm-hmm. the Great Depression. That's not how those work. Couldn't it be? Not your remembrances. Oh. You have to live through it to be included well, yeah. in your memoir. That's what I'm saying. She's hmm. plainly not that old is what you're telling me. Yes. But I didn't know that. Well, now you know. All right. Let's move on to some listens. Okay. Are you thinking about your own listens? Well, I've listened to a few podcasts with traders. Yes. Talking. Um, not traders like a trader to this country, but <laughs> financial markets, <laughs> which are probably traitors to our country in some ways. 
I, I digress. Yes. I do have a podcast recommendation. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to keep yeah, it yeah. close to the chest. Is it the one you sent me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't listened yet. Yes. Also, it's still in production. I like to, when there are limited series, I like to wait until it's complete Absolutely. so people can go binge listen. Yeah. Let me call in sick to work and just listen to this one thing all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Our awesomes definitely showed up with some listening recommendations. D, Awesome D said she's been listening to the podcast Under the Influence with Joe Piazza. It's about mom influencers. She said she found it fascinating. It looks at both sides instead of just being derogatory or dismissive of women who are in the influencer space. So she recommended everyone on the Sort of Awesome team listen to it. I'm recommending Awesomes. Let's go check it out. It's is called this Under mom, the Influence. Is this mom TikTokers who are trying to do sexy dances? No, that's a totally okay. different thing. But it's a and, thing. And oh, believe me, I know. TikTok has decided that's what I want to see. Yeah. I keep telling it no. And here they keep coming. <laughs> they have they have completely disregarded your consent on that. Right. I've even... So I don't, I hardly ever interact with TikTok other than to just go to the next video. Yeah. But I've even done the hold down and say, no more like this, please. And they're like, just are like, oh, you want more of this? (laughs) No, that's not what I said. Um, Awesome. Anna said she's been listening to the new podcast, Toxic. It's all about Britney Spears and Mm. the drama and the um, problematic issues around her conservatorship. I will be listening to this. I am so into understanding all the different angles of what's been going on with Britney Spears. Full so, disclosure, yeah. I have left out of news headlines for the last couple of weeks, including this one, all of the things to do with that, because I don't feel like I could responsibly do it justice. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know the history well enough. Yeah. And I don't have the time to delve into the present. Right. It is an absolute mess. Maybe when you're ready to take a break from listening to traders talk on podcasts, you could listen to toxic. I know uh, I will. Be. Maybe, maybe now our friend shell, who is awesome among awesomes recommended to us that we check out the website, boil the frog. I will put a link into the show notes. Here is what boil the frog does. Kyle. I'm so excited about this. You enter in two artists, any two artists that you want. That you like to listen to? Music. Music artists. Sorry, yes. Musical artists. It can't be like somebody that does interpretive dance. To Van Gogh paintings. Someone, yeah. Somebody who does paintings with with Van Gogh. He's still alive. Um, Yeah. Two musical recording artists. Okay. What Boil the Frog does is they- If you say it creates a mashup, I'm going to punch myself in the neck because I would want that. It's not a mashup. And I punch myself in the neck when I want things. It's a weird tick. I'm not apologizing. Okay. It takes you on a journey from that original artist, the first one that you oh. put in, and then it, it lines up tracks. It makes you a playlist. Okay. It takes you on a journey from that artist, the first artist, into the second artist. So for example, for example, I, mm-hmm. I did this, and then also it's somehow connected to Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Spotify, it will save that playlist for you in your Spotify. Shut up. So what I did was literally I, shut up. No, listen, That's you're, you have to listen to this. So I put in Cindy Lauper, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Here's the journey it took me on in this playlist. Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have fun. Went to Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do with It? Then over to Lionel Richie's Lionel Endless Love. Of okay. Course. If you can't 
If you right now cannot recall a time of listening to Endless Love while you roller skated, you are not of my generation. <laughs> that's for sure. That's a that's a big uh, demarcation, yeah. I feel like, of who's our age and who's not. Then it goes to Whitney Houston's How Will I Know? Then makes a big jump to Alicia Keys' Unthinkable. Then John Legend, All of Me. Now, there was one song on here I'm not that big of a fan of, Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling from the Troll soundtrack. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Then to Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree, and then you get to Lady Gaga's Million Reasons. Okay. So it takes you on a musical journey from the first artist you enter into their search engine to the second, and it gives you all of these tracks, and it builds a playlist. Can we try one right now, or Let's is that too much pressure? Let's do it live. Here we okay. go. Okay. House of Pain. Cypress Hill. Okay, I thought those were the same thing. Yeah, I know you did. I Honestly, they're did. they're close enough related. This I could be fascinating. Did. Okay, so they got you there in just five tracks. Yeah, because they are deeply ones influenced by the other. Okay, so it started with House of Pain song on point. That's not like you're the go to House right? of Pain song. Then they went to We Could Do It by Naughty by Nature. All right. Interesting. Then LL Cool J's head sprung. Ladies love Cool J, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Over to Red Man's Monster. And then finally landing at Cypress Hill's uh, song Superstar. This is amazing. So. This is amazing. I may, in fact, call in sick to work. <laughs> Unfortunately, my boss just heard that. <laughs> Because it's you. Because it's me. I hate my boss. Um, so, yeah. And so you can save that. And then it's in your Spotify. I, I'm obsessed with this. This I is am, amazing. I can't. Thank even, you, Shell. Yes. Again? Again. Why don't. Look, here's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and find a way to be independently wealthy. Okay. And you. then I'm going to buy Shell a house next door to us. <laughs> okay, perfect. I so that it. she can just influence our lives. She really has a strong influence over us. She does. It's it's earned. It's deserved. All right. I've got some lifestyle. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. So just hang tight. All right. My friend Julie said. So I shouldn't interrupt. Yeah. Let's you just keep your thoughts to yourself for a second. You've still got the whole news thing to go through. Yeah, I can. I can trim that as we go as needed. Okay. My friend Julie is on vacation this week. She said she's been wearing her Birkenstock Arizona Ava shoes nonstop. They're amazing. She says now on the. Also on the sandal front, awesome Amy said that she's been loving her saltwater sandals, that she had been walking in the mornings, having mm-hmm. a lot of shin pain with her tennis shoes walking in the mornings. And she's been wearing sandals. She switched over to her saltwaters, the shin pain That's big time. Then she said they went to Six Flags. She only wore her sandals instead of sneakers, and she was the only one without blisters and aching feet by the end of the day. If, if. Now, that's a strong endorsement. Yeah. But if she had included that in their journey either to or from, and preferably from, and on the way back home, mm-hmm. that they'd stopped at a convenience store and a robbery took place and she karate kicked with the sandal okay. the robber and it put him out of commission, I would go buy a pair. I would wear women's sandals right now. I feel like you should be the fanfic writer <laughs> In our house, not me. It's, that was a little. I think I'd go a little over the top. A little six flags, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Awesome. Liz said she's been actually loving the National Park Service Facebook account. And she's like, hang with me. Seriously, their social media team is brilliant. Their posts manage to be both hilarious and informative, and they nail it every time. She even says, full disclosure, my usual idea of being outdoorsy involves drinking on patios. Me too. But the posts from the National Park Service Facebook account are still bringing her joy. Nice. I'll have to go check that out. Is that the Liz I know? Kind of? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I just put that into the notes. Okay. So okay. we'll have to go look and see. Well, hello, Liz. <laughs> I haven't engaged you on the Facebook in a while. Whichever Liz this is, I'm talking to the one I know. Okay. Awesome. Laura said she's obsessed with the shorts that are from the uh, line Viori or Vori. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. How do you um, spell it? V-U-O-R-I. Okay. Now, lots of people are familiar with the joggers from this line. A couple of big name influencers <clears throat> in this space, Brie McCoy and um, Kendra Adachi, the Lazy Genius, swear by them. Well, these are the shorts version. They're called the Halo Performance Shorts. Do they have pockets? I think they do, actually. Okay. Awesome. Amanda found a great product for her hair. Listen, if you have curly hair, you're always on the lookout for some kind of product to help you, especially in the summer when things can get a little frizzy, if you know what I mean. Would it work on a beard? Um, she said that her hair is wavy. Do you feel like your beard is wavy? Well, you look at it. It's pretty wavy. It's pretty wavy. Well, you might want to check this out. It's from the product line Cantu, which I've used lots of Cantu products and they're fantastic. This is the Wave Whip Curling Mousse. Or Mousse. Nope. It's Mousse. It's Mousse. (laughs) Hey, trust me. It's Mousse. Meg, it's not Moose. She said most stuff that she uses on her hair is too heavy, but this has been perfect. So thank you, Amanda. Now, uh, we've gotten some happy mail from the awesomes, literal arriving in our- Happy mail? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like happy meal, but it came in the mail? I don't, I'm- Truly, I've never heard this term before. Tell me more. Happy mail is the kind of mail that you get that makes you happy. It's not that complicated. Don't overthink it. Well, I get- I get falsely happy when I see that someone has offered to save me thousands of dollars a year, but then it's just... On your car insurance. Yeah, on my car insurance or warranty or any number of other things. Right, 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 right. Well, a couple of awesomes have really made our days so happy by sending us actual, like, came through the postal service mail. I was there and I experienced it, so I, I approve of this message. Well, awesome Sarah, Sarah with no H, sent us the cinnamon churro rice cakes that we mentioned on the show and said they're from the Kroger line. We don't have Kroger in Oklahoma. Or so at she least just, not near us if there is one. There's not. I checked. You checked all of Oklahoma? I literally did. There's okay. no Kroger in I'm Oklahoma. I'm not saying you didn't. I just was curious. Yeah, I did. I believe you. I did and there's not. But Sarah just went and boxed some up from her yeah. local Kroger, sent it to us. We had a... It was not a discreetly packaged... Thing. Yeah, it was. Um, it said there was some horrible language on the side of the box. <laughs> there was a stop, <laughs> stop ruining Sarah's reputa- reputation. Of okay, I'm sorry. Um, we had a sort of like not awesome week last week. So this was like a yeah. little bright spot. And also, may I tell you that those rice cakes were gone within hours. They were. And here. I will, I'll offer this. I despise rice cakes. If there is a mortal enemy of me. It's the rice cake. I have a, a scarring story from my childhood. Yeah. All of that. 
these were good. They were good. If I hadn't known they were rice cakes, I would have pushed the kids away and eaten more of them myself. (laughs) But on principle. On principle, I had to just enjoy the one. Um, Our kids loved them, especially Nico. He was like, where have these been my whole two years of life? Yeah. That's like 100% of my life. Yep. Um, also awesome Jesse Lee, who is an amazing person and also a talented artist, painted for us a beautiful picture of St. Bridget. Yeah, as that was sh- pretty awesome. Yes, very awesome. We shared that that was um, the name that we had chosen for our baby that we lost earlier this summer. And so um, Jesse Lee painted this, sent it to us. It is so lovely and so touching. It was very moving to open that package. So I... I can only speak for myself. I don't know other people's personality types. If you're the type of person that likes to force people into a box, Meg. Um, That's me. I own that. Yeah. I I can't tell you. I don't know what her personality type is. I don't know what would appeal to her. I'm sure you do. (laughs) What I would say is that whatever, whatever it is that I am, when I, when I care deeply about someone and a thing and stuff that, whether I act on it or not, I imagine at least doing something very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, when I really, when I really care about someone and I'm going to send them a letter, it is handwritten yes. instead of typed. There are just little things that you do. That's a injection of yourself. And that's how I received this. It was deeply, deeply meaningful to me. Yes. And I thank you. Yes. All right. So that's all I have for the world segment. Okay. So it's time for crazy news. Crazy news. Woo. So arguably I'm a week late on this one, except that we recorded before July 4 when we kind of ish, when we dropped the July 4 in terms of finding the news, we weren't in time to get this, but this is stupid enough. It needed to be included. It's It's attached to July 4th. It's worthy. You may be familiar with a an app that stands for application. Oh, really? Um, an app that a lot of people use on their phones. It's called Facebook. The CEO of that company, his name is Mark Zuckerberg. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least as the courts have ruled, because he technically <laughs> stole the software. Any, anyway, um, on July 4th, he shared a delightful video on Instagram, also owned by Facebook, mm-hmm. right? It was him hydrofoiling. What is hydrofoiling? It's so it's kind of like your it's kind of like you're skiing behind a boat, except that it's a surfboard, but then there's a post and a smaller thing. It's you just gotta see it. It lifts as you go, it lifts up so you're like on a pedestal okay. on top of a board. On the water. Okay, so it's a water sport. It's a water... Well, sports... I'm sensitive about calling things sports. It's a water activity. It's a water activity. Okay. He's water activitying and holding an American flag as he does so. Okay. And then the background music for the video is John Denver's song, Take Me Home Country Roads. Hmm. Interesting. This video... (laughs) Hurts. It's hideous. Don't look it up right now. No, I'm not looking it up, but I do need to know where Mark Zuckerberg is from because I feel like if you're going to say, take me home country roads, you should be from like West Virginia mountain mama. You know what I mean? Well, you should be, but regardless of who you are and where you're from, you should probably in 99% of all cases, not be hydrofoiling with an American flag as, as celebrating independence 
as you are the CEO of an oppressive corporate entity. <laughs> There's a lot of discord here. He's from White Plains, New York, or that's where he was born. Yeah, okay. so may or may not, not explain a lot. I don't know. That's not the same as West Virginia. You can find this on Instagram. And if the video isn't hideous enough to drive you there, just the thought of it to check it out. Go for the comments. They don't disappoint. <laughs> he left him up, the disparaging ones? Yeah. That's kind of awesome for him to just leave him up. I, I do respect that. I don't. I don't respect anything about him other than the fact that you use his corporate entity of Facebook for things. His application yeah. is where our community mostly hangs out. So. Yes. Now, you like you like a good heist, right? I love a heist. I love a heist. Heists are my favorite. How do you feel about Hidden Treasure? Um, also love. Okay. Don't read my notes, by the way. I'm not. I'm... I saw you cutting your eyes over there Good. trying to get a lead on what's happening. I was still thinking about Zuckerberg hydrofoiling. I'm still yeah. perplexed. Hydroberging so. <laughs> something. It's ugly. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of Forrest Finn? Nope. Okay. There's a whole story here. Okay. And I'm not going to tell the whole story. Okay. Because if this is interesting to you, I don't want to spoil it for anyone out there. You need to go look into this. If you're into this type of thing, you're going to love this story. I'll just touch on the recent hmm, anger, fist shaking, and courts involved. Yeah. So Forrest Finn allegedly hit a treasure chest in the Rocky Mountains. So Forrest Finn is a person. He's a person. Okay. I didn't know if this was a location or... Right. No, no, no. Forrest, Forrest like F, like Forrest Gump, two R's and okay. all that. And then Finn, F-E-N-N. Okay. Yes. Because it's a proper name. They're both capitalized Thank you. for anybody Thank that's you grammatically for concerned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole thing, and, and it was at his, he incited this. He wrote a poem with codes and things, Ooh. and it sparked an, a, a long time ongoing treasure hunt. Okay. Well, Bruno, I think it's Bruno Rafaz. I may have mistyped that. I don't know. He's a French treasure hunter. Okay. And his claim currently is that he decoded all the clues. And upon arriving at where this treasure, treasure should have been. Yes. It had been moved. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Now, problematically, he didn't say a damn thing in the moment. Oh, okay. He has recently filed a $10 million lawsuit against Forrest Finn. It's a little late. The lawsuit comes literally after a 32-year-old medical student found the treasure in Wyoming in June of last year. Mm. But this is, Mm. again, this is a... Fascinating story. If this is the kind of thing that's up your alley, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because you'll want to you'll want to live the experience of reading all of this firsthand. This is genuinely fascinating. And you know what? I am going to go read it. I hope you and do. I'll put a link in the show notes so anyone who else who wants to Perfect. can do that very thing. Well, if you're from Oklahoma. And we are. And we are. First of all, I'm sorry. No. Secondly. How very dare you. How dare you. You're not from Oklahoma. I grew up here. I was born in Texas. But okay, yeah, but when it's when there's any other instance than me right now crapping on Oklahoma, you're like, I'm from Texas. I, I don't never said that. whatever the hell happened here. I'm from Texas. I've literally never said um, I'm from Texas. Well, you say Houston, which everyone knows is I in just Texas. Say I was born in Houston. Uh-huh. I literally uh-huh. would never say I'm from Texas. Whatever you Even said. I've lived there it. for eight years. When we lived there, I would say I'm from Texas. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. I'm a retired naval captain. We're That's from, a whole nother inside joke. Never mind. We're from Oklahoma. But there is big news here in Oklahoma. In this interstate. Are you familiar with a certain musical artist named Gwen Stefani? I am. How about another musical artist named Blake Shelton. I went to middle school with him. No, you didn't. I certainly did. Holy I will smokes. call Catherine right now. She I need to find this. a shovel to get all the bull crap out of this Catherine room right now. Catherine and I and all of our friends from Ada. I went to mm -mm. Ada Middle School. Now, I was in seventh grade when he was in eighth grade. He was a year ahead of me. So it was just one school year. I did not know him, but we literally went to middle school together in the same building. I'm going to give that a capital nope but I whatever will, whatever I will text Catherine right now she I'll text Blake here. Shelton right now and Gwen Stefani will answer and be like why are you trying to woo my man because what happened scarily they just ended their six-year dating relationship That's not right no they did because they're not dating anymore <laughs> they didn't break up they got married this past week on or at rather not on maybe on technically depending on how you like to use prepositions it was at Blake Shelton's ranch here in Oklahoma. Down by Tishomingo. Yep. They got married. Truly, truly. This is a power couple. Yeah. Unfortunately, their names do not lend to an attractive portmanteau. Blen or... Blen's a junior college in Texas, <laughs> so that doesn't work. Wake. <laughs> okay. Neither of those are really... They're both... Like I great. said, there's nothing attractive here. I honestly think they're much stronger than Benifer. They just don't have the catchy name know. to help fan the fires of everyone. It's true. It's true. Uh, how did we miss that? We must have been way deep in our own drama around here to miss that they got married no, in I, Oklahoma. I knew, but it happened. It was happening after we were already recording. So this oh, is okay. news that's built up since the last episode. Yes. Um, do you like conspiracy theories? You know that I do. It's like my main thing that I like. <laughs> How do you feel about the quote unquote interesting groups that help to develop and spread them? Um, well, that I have a complicated, problematic relationship with. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever heard of Rise of the Moors, which is a militia group? No. I hadn't either. Okay. Now, I mean, it feels stupid to say they're interesting because every one of these groups is interesting, but yeah. this group is interesting. Okay. <laughs> they have over 17,000 subscribers on their YouTube channel. Okay, on the YouTubes. That's not very many in the well, grand scheme of YouTube. Okay, but hang with me here for a minute. Just walk this path. Okay. If there were 17,000 members of this conspiracy militia group, would that feel impressive? I mean, no. I like... You know nothing about conspiracy theories like, if that doesn't feel impressive. Okay, like if it was like an in-person group, yes, 17,000 would be a lot. That's, that's And that's what I'm asking. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Okay, Or even if it was we have multiple, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Com on, compounds. Compounds, yes. Um, cells, that's the word I was oh, looking right. for. If we have multiple cells and in total there are 17,000 okay. of us, that still feels I, impressive. I see what you're saying. Like if you, especially if you put it in light of like a cult, which it's not exactly the I, same thing. It's but, not a whole lot different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so 17,000 YouTube channel subscribers, a few thousand Facebook groups, all that stuff. And I only point that out because... Currently, the FBI, if you can believe them, they claim they don't even know how big or small. They can't put a number on this group. Okay. Now, this group believes that a treaty signed 
between the U.S. and Morocco in 1887 Mm -hmm. allows them to belong to their own sovereign nation. Okay. If you know anything about conspiracy theorists and groups, you know that this is a very popular concept the sovereign man the sovereign well, I was nation say, i know they love sovereignty yeah well a lot. they are it's kind of their their go-to yeah i am not subject to your laws i'm sovereign yes. you're sovereign i'm sovereign but yeah. i'm not under you right exactly yeah this is it, so again they, they're, they're saying basically u.s laws be damned we are we are our own thing yeah this is this current group, um, and let me scroll back because I don't want to misquote, Rise of the Moors. Mm-hmm. This is an offshoot of a larger anti-government group known as Moorish Sovereign Citizens. That began in the late 1990s, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, now, among other things, this, this group, not and probably also who they were an offshoot from, they refused to pay taxes. They okay. refused to get driver's licenses mm-hmm. or register firearms. That one's less impressive because every state's different on firearm registration. Um, they do, however, fly a Moroccan flag, and they insist that they are the aboriginal people of the United States. Interesting. This concept comes from yet another older group dating back to 1913 known as the Moorish Science Temple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, critics of the group's legitimacy, pick your group, have been quoted as saying they are a salad bar group made up of different factions that have cobbled together their own ideology from a variety of sources. And yes, it may seem that way, but this is what... The FBI always says about things. So can you believe them? I don't know. Whether they are a salad bar or not, they are committed. And this past week, they were involved in an incident. And again, this is an instance where I'm not going to share a lot of details because I don't want to spoil it for you if this is your thing. Okay. They were involved in an incident north of Boston which required a portion of Interstate 95 to be shut down while law enforcement pursued. Oh, dang. They don't like taxes. They believe in UFOs. They derive a good portion of their group's revenue from selling fake passports. This is a fascinating little nugget of humanity. So check it out if that's what you're interested in. I would encourage you, don't use your work computer and perhaps don't (laughs) use your own personal computer either. I, Don't ask me how I know. Yeah. I thought when you asked about conspiracy theories, I thought we were going to get to talk about the um, birds are fake conspiracy theory. Mm, that's for another day. We but, won't leave it, but it's not for today. Okay. And that's also not FBI. It's uh, CIA. Based. Well, they're all the same initials or initials. Um, also this past week at a baseball game between the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the San Francisco Giants. It was played in Arizona. A man, and I know there may be some women listeners that aren't a fan of hearing news about men. (laughs) Well. Including you. Okay. But a man. (laughs) So hurry up. Defied (laughs) physics. And perhaps also good sense. Uh Because that's, those two things sometimes travel hand in hand. (laughs) Um, The batter who was up, hit a foul ball 
and it entered the stands. That's nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, it happens right? all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. And you always see pictures, sure. videos of somebody catching a foul ball. Yeah. Well, here's dad, this man. He's holding a beer in one hand. Of course. As you would. As you would. Baby daughter cradled in his other arm. Oh, no. Here comes the foul ball. Uh-oh. This no. is, you got to go see this. Okay. Somehow, magically, does he let go of the beer? Oh. I would hope between the yeah. beer and the baby, he's Hell let go no. of the beer. He lets go of the baby? No! Just hang on, hang on. He lets go of the baby, catches the foul ball, whips his hand around in fast dad fashion, catches the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you serious? Yes, it's amazing. Didn't spill any beer, didn't, nobody got hurt. Men everywhere are using this. This man's Herculean effort to prove that, yes, men can multitask. <laughs> yep, perfect example. I, I celebrate it. I wouldn't do it. Mm. Not with a daughter, maybe with a son. The girls, they have me whipped. I will say that Nico, at two years old, has already- He bounces. <laughs> <laughs> He's already learned the fine art of tucking something under his chin when he yes, wants to he carry has. a lot of things. Yeah. So he almost always has at least two passies with him. At least. Is he too, is he too old for passies? Yeah. Yes. But Stop he, judging. Yeah. He usually has two passies. And so he'll want to take something from you and have to take one passy because he's got the other one in his mouth and he can put the other one under his chin and then he can hold the thing. It's very cute and adorable. Yes. And it's his little two-year-old version of multitask. It is indeed. Yes. You have an iPhone, right? I do. So do I. I would posit that everyone that's not a climate denier has an iPhone. That's not true. Or something. Everybody likes the iPhone. Even the people that don't own one, they secretly love the iPhone. You know this because you were an iPhone denier. I was for a long time. But I also didn't have a droid device either. Yeah. I just didn't think I needed any kind of These aren't the mobile. droids you're looking for. Yeah. So it's not a concern. <laughs> uh, well, the iPhone 13. What? 13. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not far off. Okay. And as things go, anybody that's ever paid attention knows this. The rumors are flying. Oh. In the anticipation of the event, the rumors are flying. For sure. One of the rumors that I found particularly interesting is that this new, the 13, will have the capability of reverse wireless charging which would permit you to use your phone to charge other devices. And I know you're thinking, why would I charge my Android with my iPhone? That's stupid. And you're right, it is. That's not what's interesting. I have now owned personally two pair of, where is it, pairs? Two pairs. Two pairs yeah. of AirPods. Yeah. I've given them both away to other family members because the battery time in my opinion, your honor, mm -hmm. it sucks. Okay. But you would be able to recharge your AirPods with the phone. Okay. So if you too lament your experience, you hate it with the AirPod, this might be a thing. Excuse me. You sneezed. That was cool. I did sneeze. I just pointed it out so you don't have to edit now. Um. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. The AirPod Pros honestly have pretty good battery time, but are you saying that the iPhone 13 is going to have like a super massive, awesome battery? No, in fact, oh. and that's the part that makes me shake my head and Apple disgust is that it's basically going to be the same battery that's on 
prior yeah. versions, but it's, you're you're capable of leaking over some of that charge wirelessly. Well, that doesn't help me at all because because you regularly run yours into the yes depths of uncharged hell. Here are things that take up battery life: TikTok, number one, yeah. number two, Voxer, which I use quite a bit. Yes, you do. Number three. <laughs> Instagram filming and posting of things, not necessarily mm-hmm. scrolling, but I create content on Instagram that sucks up a lot of battery life. So okay. I wanted more battery out of a new iPhone. We'll see. We'll okay. see. Or someone else will see and we'll read about it because or you could charge my iPhone with your iPhone. If we both had 13s. <sighs> Don't ever count on that happening. <laughs> Don't ever count on that. That made that literally made me wince. I don't like it. <laughs> you cringed yes. at the thought. Okay. Um, you hate the Russians. I don't hate Russians. Everyone hates the Russians. Perfectly fine people, I'm sure. Everyone hates the Russians. The entity you of can Russia. tell that Kyle and I grew up in the eighties. <laughs> um, but everybody currently also, everybody that hates Trump hates Russia as well because they're convinced there was collusion. Okay. And a lot of people that hate Biden would also claim there's current collusion somewhere there and with China and other things, but that's not what this story is about. Okay. In fact, we do we do love to blame them for whatever ails us well, because again, of the Cold War experience. Yeah, because we, we didn't really grow up in the Cold we War. We didn't grow up in the Cold War, but we grew up in the 80s as it was ending. And so I feel like Gen X, Generation X, as some okay. might say, have... Wait, just a second. I hear you. Residual Russia bias. Yeah, but... You don't read the headlines like I do. There right, is just as much Russian hate as there's ever been. Okay. Don't be a Russia well, hate denier. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Russia has recently been cloning cows. Okay. Now, let's be honest. They've been cloning humans, too. But that's a different story as well. Yeah. They've been cloning cows. And they believe as well that they've found the means to edit cow's genes. That's different. They're doing both. Yeah. And so it's just with bated Russian breath Mm -hmm. that they're waiting to release the fact that they have created cows that produce milk that is absent the proteins that are responsible for lactose intolerance, making the first cows ever that produce hypoallergenic milk. Okay, I can get on board with this. I can't. I don't like the idea of drinking genetically modified anything. I appreciate lactose intolerance. If you don't believe that, give me a quart of ice cream and see what happens. (laughs) One, I'll eat it, and two, I'll show you what lactose intolerance (laughs) is all about with great pride. It will be unpleasant for everyone. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Very. Um, Very, very. Now, this is fascinating. For the first time ever. Yes. Someone, I didn't write their name down, so I'm just going to say someone, has managed to video the rarely seen echidna mating ritual. Do you know what an echidna is? I have literally no idea. Okay. I'll probably not explain it well, and I have no apologetic note in my voice about that. Okay. It looks like a porcupine. Okay. I don't think it's quite as invasive as the porcupine. Quite as prickly? But they look about the same. Okay. Um, at least in the pictures I saw. And somebody's caught their rarely seen mating ritual. Now, don't worry. This is nothing racy. Mm-hmm. It is rather an event where as many as 10 males in single file 
will follow a female sometimes as long as six weeks. Holy wow, that's yeah. commitment. Waiting for her to choose which of them is worthy for breeding. Okay. So you're not going to watch a video of the mating. Okay. Just the ritual that leads up, which uh, is very innocent. Uh, yes. It is interesting, I guess. It sounds a whole lot like what goes on at most fraternity parties. <laughs> You kind of, you thought about that one. You workshopped out that. I didn't. That. Actually, when I first saw the line of 10 dudes following a girl around, I was like, that's like fraternity culture. And I didn't even have to think about it. Um, and Ooh. that's right. I'm not a fan of fraternity culture. Yes. You like coffee? You know I do. I like coffee. Do you want COVID-19? Uh, no, I got the vaccine to try to avoid okay, it. Okay. Well, you may have wasted your money. A recent studies found that coffee turbocharges your immune system and that one cup a day would cut your risk of coronavirus by a tenth. Well, okay. Yeah. Now it feels like they're a little late to the party with this one. <laughs> yep. It's been nice to know that a while back, <laughs> but tuck it away. You never know, right? What yeah. may or may not happen. Yeah. Um, it, it may still end up being useful. Yeah. Now, additional information, tea and fruit, they don't help. Oh, okay. And sausage and bacon, may actually increase your chances. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So well, if again, you can't give up. all been very helpful yeah. information a year ago. If you can't give up sausage and bacon, just drink a coffee with it and you're back at, you're back at ground zero. Yes. Net zero on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Or as his friends perhaps called him, Leon from Vinci. Okay. One of his pieces titled Head of a Bear. Hmm. It's a drawing, unironically, of the head of a bear. <laughs> he um, wasn't trying to he, trick He anyone. wasn't bullshitting anybody. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, it's what it is, guys. Um, I'm sorry if you have to edit that. I apologize. Maybe put a different rating on the episode. Sometimes I get caught up in the story. Yes, um, yes, yes. Well, it recently set a record for selling 8.8 million, selling for 8.8 million, okay. whatever currency it was in. I think it was pounds, but I could be wrong. I don't yeah. believe it was lira. Okay. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Or yen. Um, this is the most expensive price for any of da Vinci's works on paper. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, all in all, this is a three-inch by three-inch square. It's a post-it note. Yes. That's worth nearly $9 million. That's exceptional. Yeah. And full disclosure, it's not even a very good drawing. <laughs> I looked at it. It's like, I think I have a drawing a lot like that from the eighth grade. I could draw that. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Um, U.S. Customs officers, God bless them. Mm -hmm. They're out there doing the thing mm -hmm. day in, day out. They recently seized 500 grams, which is roughly the equivalency of 2,500 doses, I believe, okay. of methamphetamine sure. that had been hidden in individual peanut shells. Oh, my gosh. The, the time and effort. The, the tedium. The tedium. Yeah. The attention to detail that was needed yeah. for this uh, makes me so tired to think about Indeed. it. Indeed. Now, customs officials, they're flexing hard in the news and they're like, we weren't surprised, but I'm calling BS on that. Mm -hmm. Of course they were surprised. It's the first time there's ever been a seizure of meth inside of peanut shells. Right. So don't act like you're not surprised. You may not be impressed. Right. <laughs> but don't act like you're not surprised. Like, huh. It was in the peanut. How'd they do that? Oh, my goodness. It, it's a thing. Well, the point of this ultimately is, those of you who are in the methamphetamine trade, 
peanut shells have been figured out. So don't rely on those any longer. Exactly. That one's out of the, uh, what's the word? The sphere of semi-surprise. Yes, 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 yes. Have you ever traveled before? I have. I believe you have. There are stories about that. Not appropriate for today, but you've traveled. Have you ever made use of a neck pillow? I have actually. Yes. How did, did you do it right? I don't know. I just put it behind my neck. Oh, no. That's the wrong way. Well, according to Sidney Raz, who has a TikTok channel where he shares about stuff like this. Okay. According to him, we have been doing it all wrong. Oh, man. I suspected because it wasn't that comfortable. It wasn't that comfortable. I love the ones that have the little styrofoam beads in them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can do it wrong and it still feels right. True. And after all, the real question in life is how could it be wrong when it feels so right? Right. That's been the justifier of a lot of heinous things. True. But how would you, if you had it behind your neck and you've been doing it wrong, what do you think Sydney might be suggesting? I mean, I guess put it in the front. That's right. Wearing it backwards, as you would think, with the opening behind you. Yeah. Ultimately, that when your head bobs and wobbles around as you're asleep, this would keep it stationary. I mean, I can see. That makes sense. I hate it. I'd rather not sleep. You don't like the no, I he won't hate wear a turtleneck. He won't even wear like yeah. the high button shirts. Uh, you would never do this, but I could see this. Yeah. Would it help me with my snoring? Do you think? Um, I'm doubtful. I'm terrified to sleep on planes because I know I snore, and I do not want to disrupt the sleep of anyone around me or just the enjoyment of a plane ride. Oh, okay. Where are we all in pre-K now? I don't know. Airplane. Did I, say the air, I said airplane? I said airplane oh. because we're in PK and we like a flight. Um, I don't think anybody really enjoys a flight anymore unless it's just like a 30-minute hop from Oklahoma City to Dallas or I something. I think you're wrong. I don't like flying, but I think a lot of people do. I don't know. I don't know. That's a topic for another day. Okay. I'm going to now go into – we we buried the lead. We talked about this earlier. You teased it at the top. Oil Here wrestling. Here we are. When you hear about oil wrestling, what do you think of? Um, I think about sleazy bars, usually like I think in the seventies, women are have oil and they are wrestling in bikinis. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we all think of. Yeah. Did you know that that literally as people are listening to this episode, if you're listening on Monday, that yesterday, Sunday, marked the end of the Six hundred and sixtieth annual oil wrestling festival. Well, you don't say in Turkey. In Turkey, mm-hmm. okay. It began in thirteen sixty two. It has been held every year. Wow! Since then, oh my gosh! There's a prize. Oh, I hope there better be. It's a golden belt, okay. and of course, the title of chief wrestler. Wow. Which was, in fact, one of my own nicknames in high school. Uh-huh. But yes. I digress. Uh, I'm not of Turkish descent, so it doesn't mean the same thing. So this year, 2,160 competitors joined the fray. Are you still imagining scantily clad women? No. When you told me it was in Turkey, now I'm pretty sure it's men. Yeah. You bet it is. Okay. Does that sound sexy? Not to me. Um <laughs> You put on a pair. This is how you do it. You put on a pair of leather. They say leather pants. Okay. All of the offensive pictures I saw were leather shorts. Okay. Okay. But one important thing is that they be held in place by a rope. So don't get all technologically fancy in here. You got to have a rope holding them up. Then you get covered with oil. Okay. And to win. Are we talking like olive oil situation? Um, 
the one picture I saw, they had like a weird historic looking pot and they were pouring. It looked more like cheese than oil. I, I don't know what was, was going oil. on. It okay. was probably olive oil. Yeah. They get all slathered up in their manly leathers yep. and then they go, they go grope each other basically. And the way that you would win is to one, put your rival on his back, but it's not that simple. His belly button has to be facing the sky. That is what <laughs> determines who won that, I love it. that round bout I love, match. I love the simplicity that that is the yeah. construct. There's, there's no belly button there. That one's no good. Keep going. <laughs> Grab him by the junk again. You weirdos. That's gross. Who does this? Well, the oil wrestlers. I fully intend to offend everyone from Turkey on this one. I don't even <laughs> care. That's disgusting. A bunch of hairy Turkish men wrestling all greased up. Well, you like it, don't you? I do. You I'm sicko. enjoying my imaginations of it. <laughs> Over 2,000 men were like, sign me up. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in for the yeah. long haul. I want to be that chief wrestler. If you want to round things and feel generous with your rounding, call it 2,200 men. Yeah. That's a lot of Turkish yeah, it is. hairy men wrestling covered in oil in their leathers with their rope belts. Yep. It's oh, very visceral. We're going to link to this too, so people can enjoy yeah, it in imagination. I will not participate. I don't care how much you pay me. I will <sighs> not participate. Okay. I will just call myself the chief wrestler. Okay. Good. Good. Well, I think that's everything I've got. All right. Always good to end it on a disturbing note. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's disturbingly enjoyable or otherwise. You sicko. Well, I wish everyone could see the perversion in your eyes right now. <laughs> There's a gleam in my eye that wasn't here before. Yeah, it's true. I should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What should people do in the meantime? Hey, though? plainly. Besides and without, oil wrestling. Without question, everyone should oil up and have an awesome today, would you? <laughs> Please do. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.